What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and today I'm here with first-time guest on the show, Darren Bussing. He is a comedian that I met at some open mics and shows in Santa Cruz, and we briefly joked around. He's always been good energy. Try to get him on the... Uh, I'm doing like a little podcast at the drive-in shows, and I tried to get him on that, but my freaking laptop died, which <laughs> um, we sat down and did this instead, which was also really fun because... Um, got to learn a little, little, learn a little bit more about him and what he's uh, been up to. Um, you can follow him online on social media at Darren Bussing. Also, he's going to be at the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night in July. So you'll be able to see him in person if you're in the area. And if you want to stay up to date with more stuff happening on the podcast, you can follow the podcast at I'm Getting There Pod, all one word. Make sure to subscribe to the show on any platform you're listening on. I think I'm on all platforms now. I think I've subscribed and got on every platform that I can find that will my RSS feed will upload to. So go listen to the podcast. It's literally everywhere. And if you want to support the podcast, you know, make, make sure to subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Oh, I think Stitcher also has reviews. So if you're on Stitcher, leave a review on Stitcher, please. Um, and if you want to continue to support the podcast even more, you can donate to the podcast and help it grow by going, hitting that link in the bio or the tip jar link in the description. Uh, the lowest donation starts out at a dollar. And if you become a recurring member each month, there's private content that I'm creating for this podcast that's mostly solo episodes. There's going to be some sets of mine up there and then also... Um, I've had some other stuff I'm trying to put up there, um, just to, you know, entice you to subscribe and become a recurring member. Um, Pinecast actually recently updated its subscription, uh, capabilities and sent me an email telling me that you can now view it in the browser. So if you subscribe, um, you can now, um, listen to the private content in the browser you don't have to go to your email like i was describing before so big update for the private content um that's pretty exciting and i hope you enjoy this episode with darren doing darren how's it going man it's going all right it's going all right it's nice to nice to reach the end of the day finally yeah i feel so uh this is <laughs> the other day at the at the drive-in show um i was recording i've been trying to do some you know short recordings with some comedians while they're there and uh, i asked you if you'd like to do it with me and we got all sat down and i got your sound checked and then Laptop just went ahead and Ooh. died right there, and you, and you you looked at me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, oh man. Yeah, but, but two or three minutes in, but it probably would have been worse. Like if we got no. started, right? Like because we didn't really yeah, get yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It was like right before. It was so. just a quick but allergic yeah, reaction from the laptop, and like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I get it. I get it. 
<laughs> yeah, the mic picked you up, and it was like, oh, what is nah, this? Nah. Oh, no, I can't have, can't have this hat. No one needs to hear from this today. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I wanted to just... It's been. I just want to say it's been cool over the past year to watch your presence online and like in the zoom community just kind of um take off from my perspective oh thanks uh and because i know you i've known you before you know you would come out to like the poet and stuff sometimes and i'd see you around you know and so i knew of you and it was it was just you know getting to kind of briefly see you do comedy here and there um when we were doing the mics and then you know just to watch like it looked like you just kind of like you when zoom started you just kind of went for it like that was like a, a a lane you'd were like this is for me yeah it worked out for a long time just because i was um so i'm in southeast san jose which is okay uh, like every mic was a journey um mm-hmm. there was oh yeah i, I feel you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had woodhams on mondays that's not too bad um there used to be a good one at a pizza place on Sundays, but that one closed up before COVID. And then uh, Jacob, I forget his last name. He had one on off the hook on Tuesdays and that was about it. And so I was like, oh, I, I kind of like not having to drive 45 minutes each way to a mic. That was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I, like, yeah, I feel that that those journeys sometimes when you're doing it all the time is it's ta- it's taxing you know you, you start to like lose a little sleep and like you're um yeah you're just kind of like there was some nights where i would try to go to like fremont or something like on a tuesday and i would just have to leave straight from work like i wouldn't even go home i would just like bring yeah. a second like lunch with me basically that was my dinner that's right you're <laughs> just south of santa car. cruz right <laughs> yeah i live in marina so i'm like uh pretty far down here but yeah it's a haul yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, it, 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 uh, it makes sense though. Like, you, you, it's now, it's now like in your, you know, in your space. Like, you can kind of like navigate it at your own pace almost. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, and you, there was um, certainly a big selection of the mics you could do. Um, so it was easy to shop the same joke around a few places and get, you know, not not have to bore anybody with the same one more than once. Which was the other problem with that other small circuit with in San Jose. It was like, you know, it was the same people there, you know, mm-hmm. both at the bar and among the comics. So it's like, yeah, we're trying this one again. I'm doing this joke again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but in Zoom, you can yeah. uh, you can just look novel. You can seem you can seem fresh and new and no one knows. <laughs> and uh, now that. Now that Zoom is kind of, um, I mean, I don't really know, actually, to be honest. It's, it just seems like from opinions I'm getting, it's kind of slowing down a little bit. Like, have you been able to carry, like, the, you know, because I imagine you developed some relationships and stuff with people through Zoom. Have you been able to kind of use some of that to get, like, into some of this live stuff? Like, I know I've seen you quite a bit out at the out at the show on Friday. Yeah, let's try to see if I leverage what I leverage from Zoom other than, I don't know if that Zoom... I opened up opportunities directly as much as it was good practice. And I've got, I've now have a few decent friends in New York. And I think when I go out there, my wife and I I think are going to go out there for our anniversary. We're supposed to go last year for our 30th Mm. anniversary, but that was like 
July. It was like everything shut down. Why bother? Yeah. Um, so when I go back, I'll actually know some people. But but I think for oh, like nice. leveraging out and getting myself seen, I guess I think Jason King's mic on Saturdays might have done some of that. I think there were a lot of Bay Area people that saw me there. So I'll, I'll, I'll retract my statement to that effect. Um, well, now you got the, the the New York too. I mean, that's that's super cool to ha- to just like get to know people across the country. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Right, and um, uh, yeah, just knowing people all around. But I, but I think to get like myself seen around, I think that was as much coming down to uh, uh, Sam and uh, Brian's uh, parking lot show in Santa Cruz as much as anything else. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it was the combination of the two. Uh, in addition to doing the stand-up stuff, I've also done several improv classes over Zoom, and that's an adjustment. That's a big, even more than stand-up. Um, trying to do a scene yeah. with the delay and like the occasional mm. sound drop-off, and um, that gets really hard. That gets really challenging, especially if you're you're going to have most of your physicality taken away from you. Um, I mean, some teachers worked yeah, on it like, a bit, but it's hard. It's really hard. That's like almost like it's like flexing a different muscle within improv is what it seems like. You're like you're like limiting yourself, but you're like exploring within those limitations. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. I had one teacher, uh, Marcus Sams from uh, Moment Improv, who's he's got a film background before he started his own um, improv uh, theater. So he was really big on trying to make the visual look as authentic as possible. Like he'd mm-hmm. have you, I mean, the podcast won't see it, but you would be on different sides of the screen. Like I'd be on this side and you'd be on the other side. And so um, it would look like you were talking to each other. And that was part of the deal is that. You oh, I got you. Like, like if you're say, say here. I'd be talking to you. Yeah. And you'd be okay. Right. Well, yeah. Like we on opposite sides. Here. And then, and then he had yeah. all of us go in speaker view and like, so like a oh, trick man. is you start with the sound to trigger the camera and then you can talk. So it's, like you're both wielding a virtual camera operator, you know? Yeah. Or like, or like that you're actually watching like how you would like your attention focusing, you know, like if you were in the audience, right? Like going back. Yeah. And forth, if you could really pull of. it off, sometimes that was funny in itself. Like two other people, in my class once did a short scene. It was, a, uh, it was like a mom and a bratty child at a mall. And, and he's, she's like dragging him somewhere and he doesn't want to go. And one person, you know, one, one car- uh, actor has their hand behind him, Like they're dragging somebody and the other one has his hand up kind of off screen. So you can, it looks a little more, I mean, you, you, you can kind of perpetuate the fiction that way, but it kind of looked like he was getting dragged by his mom. Okay. <laughs> was, that part was quite, those quite are, amusing. I, I imagine too, like it also, could have been funny at times if like the like the direction was kind of crossed or something like they're supposed to be maybe there like you're expecting it like if if like if it was kind of like a mishap and they play it off you know and play onto the scene with it i imagine that created some other stuff too yeah you could do some stuff well. like that we, we we had some scenes where we're chasing each other kind of walk kind of walking back and forth across the screen and going off screen and coming back. And it looked really, it's like those scenes. And uh, was it old cartoons or like Scooby-Doo where they're going in the doors? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Always. And, and they just come out some other doors. Like that's there's just no way that works in real life. Yeah. yeah. 
That is funny. That is pretty wild. Um, so you're like an you're a California native, right? Like you've lived here most of your yeah. I was born in Los Angeles in '66, and uh, moved up to Martinez in 1969 or 1970. I mean, I was three. It might have been early 1970. So I grew up in the East Bay, Martinez, Concord, Clayton, and then I went to Cal, and then have been uh, working in tech in the South Bay nice. since '89. I'm just curious because I, like, I've only, I've lived here for, I'm coming up on four years now of living in California, and I feel like there's so much to explore and, like, you know, like, see and do. Like, what would you say is, like, as someone that's kind of, like, a native of the area, and, like, I guess you would know it way better than, you know, I can, like, where would be some things that you would, like, or places or any kind of like, I don't know, just experience you would like point people in the direction of that are like living here, but haven't really gotten, you know, don't really know. I kind of just oh, like going a, off of like like things that aren't like it. the tourist things and such. Yeah. I yeah. guess like some underground kind of stuff. Like you, you got to have some like, I, I had a phase for a while where I liked like checking out like annual festivals. Um, mm-hmm. So there, um, some of these are cl- aren't running anymore, but there used to be a San Francisco blues festival in September at Fort Mason. My brother and I would go to that every year. Um, of course there's sketch fest, which is, which is both a, the big stand up and improv festival in January. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the other, there was a couple uh, for a few years running. I went to uh, hardly strictly bluegrass, which is a free concert of all sorts of, um, pop and rock and bluegrass acts in that's early October um, in okay. uh, in Golden Gate Park. Uh, I don't know if that'll come back this year or not. Um, that's huge. That's a massive, massive concert. Um, like the Beta Breakers, I was that'd be kind of like the things I would do that were kind of like only around here. Um, yeah, um, I would do that kind of mixture of stuff. Uh, Nice. Interestingly, I've been in I've been in the suburbs of San Francisco for all this time, but later this year, uh, my wife Susan and I are going to actually move into San Francisco proper to get closer to a lot of the comedy and the museums oh, cool. and the ballet and all that. Um, because our youngest will be on his way to Oregon State by then. Um, That's got to be an interesting feeling. I like, like you know, you're like your children are becoming like adults and you know, you're like, uh, you get to kind of put more time into like, like you said, like you get to move into San Francisco and kind of put some more time into some other things. And that's gotta be cool. It's gotta be weird. It's gotta be like bittersweet kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any kids or anything, so I can't even, (laughs) yeah, it's not, I can think it won't be that. Yeah. It's not really, we're not all that conflicted. Like we're going to, one of our daughters will be going to USF. Like she's not like, disappearing off the face of the earth yeah um, so you know they'll they'll be around and i think it's also easier to keep in touch with your college age kids just you know texting or just sending jokes online and stuff like that the occasional mm-hmm. um you know when i was in college it was just pretty much you either went home for the weekend or you called on the phone and you know that was it and sometimes i would go long stretches without calling home and then i heard about that from my parents <laughs> <laughs> so i think I, know, were... I get 
<laughs> so say a mom texts me if I don't text her back within like like an hour or so she'll send another text like hello I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> yeah work I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> you're not pulling this ghosting stuff off with your mom it's mom here I know right like, like yeah my <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm not ghosting you. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> just out. I'm just living my life. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is pretty. Funny. No, that's cool though. Get like I, I've I've lived when I moved here. I've lived in like Prunedale, and then I moved to Salinas and like Marina. And I've only been to the like San Francisco. I think a couple times. Oh really? Um, yeah, but every time I go up to like San Jose or Santa Cruz, even like. I always like find something new or like um, meet somebody or or something. Like I every time I venture out, it's like a I'm going to like a, a brand new place, and so I just was curious. Yeah, if you you know you, I'll have to you know if these festivals come back and stuff. Like I definitely I'm going to actually I'm going to Concord in September to the Concord Pavilion. I think like the amphitheater. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I used, think it's what it's called. I used to live within walking distance of that place we would walk oh, okay. over the hill the back way and then we were in like no need for parking or nice nothing. <laughs> so who are you going to see <laughs> uh, i'm going to see megadeth and a bunch of other bands that are going to be on that show oh excellent it's just like uh they were they had it booked uh last year and it got canceled so this is like the re rescheduling of it yeah but. yeah in fact my high school graduation was at concord pavilion it's pretty oh, common. Cool. All the schools in the area, they just had us out in the oh, season. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we had a similar thing back home. It was like a dome. All the graduations and stuff like that. And the... Way back, I think it was at Concord Pavilion was the one time I saw Eddie Murphy do stand-up. So this is early oh, 80s. Whoa. Yeah, I think I think it was at Concord Pavilion that we saw him. Like full, the full red leather outfit. You know, no had to way. tell the whole wow. thing, that whole phase. That's so awesome. And some of those jokes wow, that you I go bet like, it was packed. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, complete with the jokes that you go like, oh, it probably wasn't a good idea to laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I uh, I apologize on behalf of the eighties. It was it was a rough time. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like I I think he even he even kind of says that himself a little bit. Like when he watches back like those specials, he's like Oops. I mean, it's just yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's the neat thing about like time in itself is you no matter what you watch, like you see just like the you know the just like the evolution of like I, I don't know what to call it like civilization, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, especially in comedy, which is the it's the art form that usually ages the worst because you're sort of the whole point is to be out on the edge of what's normal yeah and just a little beyond it and then 15 years later you go like oh the 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 tides have shifted (laughs) yeah like there's some comedians i i like uh that are like some of the references i don't really i I had to like take me like i had to like look them up to get what they're talking about because i'm like like i watch a lot of bill hicks oh yeah some of the stuff bill hicks was talking about i'm like I don't, I don't, like, I just, like, it's, like, political, so I have to be, like, oh, he's, this is what he's referencing, you know, I have to, like, go back to that time period to see what he's even right, like, talking right. about or what's relevant. Yeah, I've heard if you go back and listen to any of Lenny Bruce's stuff, it's even more extreme. It's just, like, we talk about the same country? I can't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All very obscure yeah, stuff. <laughs> but then the great ones, you know, have those bits that, like, I feel like they 
the more they're, personal. They're like vague enough that they can last through time. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I would say like Jim Gaffigan reminds me of that probably. Yeah. Um, I think general, if you're a cleaner comic, you're getting by with a lot more like witty stuff or like vulnerability and that stuff's going to last longer, I think. Mm. That is true more because some of the dirtier or like, it's like for shock value too, right? Like it's it's like they're trying to be funny, yes, but they're also trying to get like that like reaction to, or it's like topical or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess all the yeah all, is... all the blue stuff. I mean, like in music too, you have a similar thing. Like how much how much of it is innuendo? How much have you just straight out talking about what goes down? <laughs> like there's, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of you know Tipper Gore is. Yeah, there's a song about all sorts Darren... of songs that just wouldn't bat an eye now. <laughs> there's a song called "It Goes Down in the DMs," <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> say no more, for God's sake. Yeah, say no I don't. More. I don't even want to. I was gonna start singing it to you, but I was like, I don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> it's like Darren doesn't need to know the lyrics to "It Goes Down in the DMs." Match. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll have to. I'll just <laughs> send it to you on Facebook. The next time you pull up to the drive-in show, you just pop out. You and your wife are just blaring this. That would be amazing. I've <laughs> fully corrupted Darren. It's, just, it's like just do we get a star? <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude, that was funny. Because <laughs> I'm just hearing the song in my head and like picturing you dancing to it, and that could just be a whole sketch of itself. <laughs> like, yeah. oh god, that could be so funny. Because that is like the that is the one thing that I do um, like about your like your stage presence is that you like it's like you kind of get up and you're going for it and you don't really like, you don't really like, uh, kind of like you sit back sometimes on stuff, but you have this, like this, like energy. It's like, um, I don't know if you're, if I don't know if that's like you just trying to be like exaggerated or. Yeah. There's uh, a couple, it comes from a couple places. One was I, I first started trying to be kind of like, ironic and detached and deadpan and i couldn't pull it off i love that kind of comedy but i just um it takes a lot more energy i think to not look like you're expending energy you know it's it's Mm -hmm. tricky to to keep a presence that's that still or you just don't have any in you or you're just actually yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh and i was still like not getting up all that often i was still kind of nervous every time I did and then I just um and what it fed into then the second part that this feeds into is one of the things I've learned from improv is that if you make a choice on stage and it doesn't work plan b is just do it harder (laughs) just go bigger (laughs) so I just sort of turned I just turned I just leaned into that nervousness and just 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 kind of made it a kind of uh, an aggression at nothing in particular <laughs> like my comedy i'm not like i'm not like mad at any one thing but he's like yeah darren's been out of shape we're not quite sure why <laughs> but let's just let her rip <laughs> just made me think of um of steve carell's character in anchorman when he's just like screaming 
because it's like he's like nervous because he's just like nervous of what's happening. It just kind of feels like you're you're uh, you're like channeling your inner um, Brick Tamlin. You're just like uh, yeah, just shouting out and yeah. just <laughs> just just <laughs> loud noises. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. That helped a lot at the poet because it was such a small room where I could just. This is true. And uh, hmm. parking lot, it is a. Uh, I don't know if it's working or not. Who knows? They're all in their cars. The Santa Cruz. Show. I think it is, and I, I think what what shines through that like energy um, also is that because you're just like a good dude, and so I think that like that shines through that energy of it. So you're like you're being funny also, but people are just vibing because you're just giving out this like, yeah. positive. Yeah, I guess I guess you're just the like end shining kinda, bright, dude. Yeah, it's kind of it's agitated but harmless, as opposed to some people I hear go dark and like oh they're they're really mad at something <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm not quite that bitter. That's one of my fears actually is that, uh, cause I want to do that too sometimes. And I get really nervous that I'm actually going to start like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like being angry for the, for the funny stuff, but then the anger is going to like, I'm going to start getting really mad about it. And, and then it's going to, it's going to turn into just like actual anger and then it's not going to connect anymore. Like that's always one of my fears. Oh, yeah, to do just, bits like, like that. Is the rant going to go just right off the end of the plank? Is it going to get a little too real? Yeah. And am I going to start just like, <laughs> like really going off? Um, and I think like you handle that line pretty well, I think, and where it's like, it is, it feels like positive energy. Like you're just like, this is awesome. Like if you, it's like hard for you to like, it's hard for somebody to look at you while you're on stage and be like upset or like sad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Like there has to be something wrong with them. You know, if, if you're like, like you, like it's just your, your, your vibe, you know, you just have a really great like uh, outward oh, thanks. Yeah, vibe I, up there. I was at a mic last night and some of the other comics were, yeah, they're talking about like women they're dating or like, it's mostly women they're dating and stuff. And they like, it was just like, wow, these people do not like women. And they just lost me. Like these guys are like, <laughs> they're, just, they're just going off and like how hard they're having with dating. It's like, dude, uh, it's you. Like I a hundred percent guarantee it's you. Holy and he, shit. And they're so like, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I do. I definitely don't want yeah. to. <laughs> You're like, like, they're just throwing all their red flags out. Into the <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, I don't know why women don't want to date me, dude. I don't respect a, them at all. That should be a name for a certain class of open mic, the red flag parade. <laughs> Where you just go up there and it's inadvertently just telling everybody your problems, but it's like, yeah it's just i'm late for work all the time i I just every time i wake up i roll out and i stumble all over these alcohol bottles i don't know what's wrong dude i just can't ever get up on time for work dude. just like anti-tinder everyone's just let, let me let me just come up here and tell you the worst stuff about me in five minutes yeah <laughs> It would be it'd be impressive if it was a competition, like a comedy competition, but it's like who can really connect and communicate that like who looks the worst? Like who is just projecting themselves to be the poorest of character? <laughs> 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 that would be yeah. crazy. Uh, 
It probably would take some yeah, of the that, steam out of it if that's the intent and like everyone knows you're doing that in advance. It probably takes some of the uh, probably mm-hmm. takes some of the sting out of it. It's kind of like a roast. If everyone knows you're supposed to be a jerk, then you can tell these well, terrible things. I think that's things. like the that's what's great about like Anthony Jeselnik is he does that on purpose and that's his oh, whole yeah. persona. Um, and like he. Yeah, he like, but then off you hear he listen to him on podcasts and stuff, and it's not, it's not who he is, you know. But oh, not he, at all. Like that's the that's the tough thing about comedy sometimes is when people come up to you, and they're like, "You're funny, dude." Like you also wonder, like, do they think I'm like a piece of shit? Like I could be funny, but do they think I'm a piece of shit too, or do they think I'm like, yeah, like because that, that is a thing. Like you're putting on, like I, sometimes I'm telling stories about things that happen to me that are like not great. Like, I don't look great in these stories, right? Mm-hmm. But it's for laughter. And then afterwards, like, I imagine it's something like not many people are just okay admitting some stuff about themselves that make them look terrible to like an audience, right? right and right, so right. I imagine like you, you get, you get kind of judged a little bit, I think, by some of the crowd, whether they show it to you or not. I imagine some people look at you like, oh, this guy, this guy's a fucking weirdo or like a loser or like something like that i don't yeah. know um but there's a lot for getting back to anthony jeselnik there's a lot more going on with him just other than it just being dark um mm-hmm. so I, I listened to the um the good one podcast this with jesse david fox talks to all sorts of stand-ups and the episode with jeselnik i th- was particularly interesting he talked a lot just about how he writes um one thing he does is first he delivers stuff really slowly. I could not possibly deliver jokes as, I mean, his cadence is so slow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And he says when he writes a bit, he'll actually write it out, I think in a document, Um, at least that's, I'm taking after him, that's what I do now too. And he says he writes it out like a haiku and every time there's a pause, he'll change, he'll just go to the next line, even if it's continuing the same sentence. So you can kind of see the structure of, the joke oh. and the rhythm of it. And it's apparently quite visual the way he organizes it. And um, I found that, that part fascinating. Sense. Like so, the, just like reading a poem, like the line ends, like you said, haiku, but yeah, like, yeah, he's like writing it and like, that's cool. right. Yeah. And he put it very, I mean, lots of comics go with this same goal, but he very explicitly put it. My goal is to write stuff. And maybe this is why it goes so slow is so that the audience is pr- will always guess wrong what I'm going to say next. He goes slowly enough that you can kind of, even knowing he's dark, you can kind of see where he's going, but he'll, he'll take it somewhere else. Like it's just a really tight, high wire Really good plot twist in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to keep. It's always the worst when you can see, when you can predict a movie. Like I just, I, there's like one movie I watched. I think it's, uh, I forget the name. It has like, it's like in like this action. It came out recently. It was like an action movie on Netflix or something. And it opened up and I'm like, he's the main character is with somebody. And then immediately that other person gets like the disappears and he gets like, I'm like, Oh, they got captured. Watch. They're going to show up and you could just start to like, Oh, they're going to show up soon. And then he's going to have to like make a choice and then it made it to save them or to 
Oh yeah, someone disappears else. and then he's going to come back, but he's on the bad guys mm-hmm. now or that kind of thing. And I know that I know that like obviously they are going to redo story types, but it always bums me out when I f- figure it out because it's like ah, like who did you show this to that didn't figure it out? You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we go this to seems movies. pretty easy. Yeah, this seems pretty obvious. Like what what the story is going to be, and like it's like ah. I, I mean, I don't want to be tricked, but I also don't want to like know exactly what's going to happen for the next two hours of a of a of a movie. Right, 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 right. One of my pet peeves is the person who will say, "Hey, this movie has a twist, but I don't want to ruin it by telling you what it is." It's like you still ruined it. Yeah. No, there's a. You told me there's a twist. Now I'm the whole time going to be waiting for the twist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> could, could, would you just drop, just edge, drop like the it. other shoe on my head and get it over with? Yeah. That's like when somebody, yeah, like uh, when somebody just sends you a text and it's like, we need to talk later. That's the, that's the exact same thing. You're Like in your head, you're like, we need to talk later. Yeah. What do we need to talk about later? Yeah, yeah. Or the... Uh, and then you just spend your day thinking about it. Like I will spiral out of... Like I've told... <laughs> when people do that to me, he can't do that to me. We have to talk about it right now or I'll, I'll just yeah. lose my mind for the rest of the day. The other one... Like, <laughs> I can kind of understand why sometimes you have to do this, but another one that gets me is like, somebody did this terrible thing, whatever it is. I don't want to say who, but... And then oh. you just drop this bomb and now you're like, okay, great. Which one of our 15 friends is... It's, yeah, you start <laughs> like you, if you accuse nobody, you accuse everybody. That happens on like podcasts I listen to, like other like LA comics and stuff. Um, they'll like say, "Well, so and so," and then they, and I'm like, "That sounds like it could be four people." Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like can guess who these four people might be. I know the, then... the Jackie Laurie show will do that sometimes. So they'll literally say like, "Just write the name down on a piece of paper and show it to me." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're trashing somebody. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, he sees the name and they both laugh. I would love to. It's like, I want to know the name. Like, I want to yeah, be yeah. on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I once took a, a kind of hosting class with uh, at Rooster Tea Feathers okay. uh, with uh, Heather, the woman who runs, who owns the club, and she taught the class. Mm. And she had, a, it was a lot of kind of, I mean, in, Part of the lesson was a lot of anecdotes of, okay, I can't say who this was, but so-and-so did this bad thing. And she had like 10 of those stories. And and my I just joked with her afterwards, okay, how much do you charge for the class where you name names? No. Because <laughs> that's what we're going to – we'll pay for that. Like, I want to know. We'll, we'll, yeah, pay, yeah. we'll pay big money for that. <laughs> that's like the OnlyFans hosting class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That did crack her up. She, she thought that was pretty funny. No, oh, that is yeah, that is pretty funny. I like that that I've done rooster teas a couple times. I think done the showcase a couple times, and it's like I like how it's this um kind of there's people around you, mm-hmm. like I don't know like like you're out in like that little kind of square in the front, and uh, can't see shit either. Like I got up there and I was like, yeah, that like stage is sp- yeah. I don't know of any other stage. It's quite that uh, extreme. Like you, you can't see anywhere out there with those lights in your eyes. Which I mean, I'm kind of. I feel like most places there's like a light, you know, a spotlight or something that's kind of like so you don't want to look directly at it. But yeah, I was. I just wasn't ex- <clears throat> wasn't you know not used to it. Obviously, it was my first time, and I hadn't even like I got there kind of late too, so I was like nervous, and then I just like ran up there and was like. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a little more like, used to shit. it. Sometimes I get nervous trying to like make eye contact with an audience member because then it's sort of like pressure on them to laugh or something. It sometimes feels mm, a little awkward. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice where you kind of look like you're looking at them, but you're not really seeing them. So it doesn't make you're you just as gazing nervous. into. Yeah. Now, like there's a table out there. I'm going to yeah, semi-connect I've, with them. <laughs> I've been guilty of that, like locking eye contact with somebody, <laughs> yeah, like a open mic or a show. And I'm just in, I'm in my head. Like I'm not even paying attention to where I'm looking, you know? And <laughs> then I realize that like the guy's kind of smiling and he's like, like, I, like you're, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so it's like when I remember uh, like teachers doing that, like professors doing that, like they'd realize you were one of the few people paying attention in that moment or something. And they would just kind of like really start to oh like focus it on you. And you're like, well, it's better if that's a better situation <laughs> if you're one of the few not paying attention. And he locks eyes on you. Yeah, that could be embarrassing. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've. <laughs> it's the worst when you get caught. I had a seven a.m. It was like my first year of school. I had a seven a.m. Like, I think it was like a specific time period in history. It was like early, like world leaders or something like that. And it was at seven, and I had, I had to leave. It was community college. I had to drive. I'd give like five thirty and go there. And I would always fall asleep in this class because he was just. It was the like hardest thing to sit through, and he had a ruler, and he had a metal podium, oh, like no. one of those like <laughs> hollow ones, and he would just go boom on it, and it would always, he would get me every day. Like, and the class just got used to it, so they would laugh and start to like look over at me and stuff. Oh man, I, I never took a morning class again. No, like I, I was like, that was my last. I was like, nope. <laughs> I can remember class, <laughs> one class I took at Cal. It was it was like early afternoon, but it just it was a dark room and it just had poor ventilation it was just hot and not very well lit and it was just nap time like it just was uh just the poor choice of room. I, yeah i can remember my one of my friends just laughing because i was just completely snoring <laughs> oh yeah mm. it's bad <sighs> yeah yeah people taking videos of you sleeping is like <laughs> and then sending them to you and you're like ah Oh, that's... Like, I, <laughs> like man, like I was just, like I was I was just and I got a video of me just like and I started going like this a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up like in the oh man, yeah. I'm uh, not sorry I missed some of those phases of online. I was going to say yeah, the online is brutal. Like and you see I wonder now like we were, I was talking about this with somebody else the other day like at any point in time when we have this technology where we can video tape and Mm -hmm. take pictures of everything i think we always go towards the point we're at now where everybody's kind of like checking each other and there's like this people are trying to be like uh uh, more accepting and aware of you know other like it's more pc i guess um over over the course of this like 10 years or whatever since we've really had it like, I know everybody's talking about, I'm just saying, like, in general. Um, but I wonder, like, I think that would always happen. Like, if you gave people phones in the 80s or the 70s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When like, it would. It's, it's the device. It's not the people. It would have, if it had been here 20 years earlier, we would have been at this phase 20 years earlier. Um, I heard this. I, I mean. 
Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I heard this interesting um, uh, podcast about it was about cancel culture and such and that broad thing. And I like the way they describe Twitter. It's like Twitter's a room where normally if someone's getting out of line, you would just take them aside and talk sense to them. But you can't mm-hmm. do that at Twitter because everyone's looking at everybody else. And it, and everyone knows everyone's looking at them. So it becomes very And you can hear everything that's being yeah. said. Or you can see everything that's being said. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of a, there's like no zone of privacy. So everyone's kind of on stage all at the same time to a certain extent. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I don't find myself being like, you know, uh, like fearful of like things I've said or done. I just, I've, I, uh, wonder like, I wonder like when we, cause somebody said this in the podcast the other day is like, when do we stop being so mad about everything? Yeah. Like when is like the general opinion just like, not like pissed off at like something or someone, when can we like, Cause that, I don't feel like that was just the topic of conversation all the time, like 10 years ago or what, like, you know, like you guys weren't, I don't imagine it was like getting together to like hate on something or to like show somebody a video of what somebody did. So you can all talk about how bad that person is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say that didn't occur, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as easy to do at scale. So it wasn't, uh, Mm -hmm. it was a smaller, uh, Trash talking was a more select part of your uh, social conversation. It was, it happened, but it just wasn't. Because you could get checked for it, right? You can get checked for it way, way more than you could now. Like, I imagine, because shit talking was like to somebody's face or to someone else that could tell them that you said that. It was like, it wasn't just on a platform to somebody that's like across the world. And you're like, you're a piece of shit. And they're like, uh, there's no way for them to, like, what'd you say to me, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. I did. Um, this is a very different Twitter experience. But um, last time Susan and I went to Clusterfest, that was the big uh, midsummer thing at uh, San Francisco. It was a crowd mm-hmm. work show. And um, Chad Daniels found this couple that was on, uh, he, fig- he was talking and found that they were on a first date. They had met on Twitter because they had mutual friends that they followed. And she had flown across the country to meet him. And they came to this comedy festival as a first date. And they had only seen each other on Twitter. Oh, it it was. Yeah, every detail is like more mind blowing than the last. And everybody's probably like applauding them and stuff. Oh, it was just. Well, he um, well cracking up because Chad managed to like put the like edge on everything they said, you know. They said, uh, you know, yeah. they said something kind of innocent and he'd twist it because, you know, that's kind of what you do as a crowd work com- comic. So, yeah, I. <laughs> they they loved it. They were good. So, they uh, were good sports. They were just laughing their butts off. So. Yeah, I I had a I had a like a work like supervisor of mine come to a show uh, that I do in Salinas and he sat in the front row. And I think it was I think it was John Gab and Zach Lord and somebody else like was just picked them as the people of the night to talk to. 
and he he was he, he just didn't come to another car. He was like, he's like, that was fun, but I think I'm. He's like, if I come again, I'm gonna sit in the back. And I was like, oh man, like he just got picked out of the crowd. Yeah, and it could, was also fun to tell John and Zach like, hey, I work for that guy, by the way. Like, oh, okay. did they know that in advance or not? No, no. no. <laughs> that was the great part about it. Was just like, and their they looks, the looks on their faces was amazing. I was like, it's all good, you know, no worries. He had a good time, but I just wanted, I had to tell you guys because I could I couldn't wait to tell them after because just watching them during it was like uh, it was like <laughs> it was like making me cringe, but also just laugh so hard at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could see the I could see that pile on forming. <laughs> Because, yeah, once you get a guide going and the crowd's going as you talk to them, yeah, people are going to. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I c- you could tell that he didn't really want to participate all that much, but they were just being really persistent with oh, him. And he was talking to his wife, too, and it was like, oh. oh. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny. I don't, I don't mind getting crowd work to myself, but Susan doesn't like it. She doesn't like it at all. So that's a, when we go good to, to a know, show, that's Because I think of- I've almost... Yeah, it's good to know. I've almost talked to Susan on stage, so I'm glad that I'm glad that you. Mentioned. I, I would. I, I I think it's something like the Santa Cruz show where she knows people. It's different. Like she, Ryan Goodcase oh, has done that, and it was fine. But like, okay. But like at punchline in close quarters, and you're you know you don't know anyone. Oh yeah, there's that, a lot of people around. That's a, that was, that's a very different thing. I don't. I it wouldn't bother Susan in the Santa Cruz setting, but gotcha. All right, well, I'm bringing her up on stage. She's going to be part of my whole act next time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll be sure to warn her. Like, uh, have you um, have you thought about, like, now that – because you said you're moving up to the, you know, to the bay. Like, are you, are you looking at kind of, like – getting a little more involved up there with what's going on in the scene too. Oh yeah. That, yeah. It's definitely part of the, out. part of the plan. I know some people up in San Francisco, not as well as I know the San Jose or Santa Cruz people, but yeah. some people know me. Um, so that, yeah, it's going to be a tricky balance. So like Susan and I are going to spend some time together doing some stand up stuff up there, doing some improv stuff up there. I'm going to go to, you know, take nice. classes at end games. Uh, I was, okay. I had that on my list before the pandemic hit and they were one of those improv theaters that didn't do anything online. They just said, we're just not going to try. We're just going to shut it down and start it up when we start things up. Was, is improv something you were doing before comedy or when did you kind of start it? I like, so I, um, I took improv classes first and then I took a stand up class. Um, okay. and I, I was, um, I had a brief stint where I was having this huge um, uh, insomnia problem and stressing out at work for, we won't get into all that, but uh, yeah. I've seen a therapist for a while. And sometimes I would like make a snarky aside at something not to, not to hide, but I would, that's how I would like point out if something was really messed up about a situation. And mm. it was actually my therapist who said, you know, you should do, do something like comedy or improv as a creative release. So this is like, doctor's oh, orders is what got me down here oh, okay so i actually nice. i actually do have a bit about that where i say like uh that it was 
a therapist who had me to start improv and it worked out because those people are nice. And then I switched over to stand up and I've burned through three therapists since. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, uh, before we kind of uh, wrap up here, I want to give a chance for you to kind of um, plug, you know, and kind of promote any shows you got coming on or anything in the future that people are where people can follow you and that kind okay. of stuff. Uh, so follow me. So it's my full name spelled out D A R R E N B U S I N G like busing on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Darren Busing on Facebook. I'm, mm-hmm. I think my name is internet unique last I checked, which is wild because it's not that weird a name, but like there's no one else with it, which is nice. Uh, so I get to use my name for my handle. Uh, there you go. You're probably not in the same boat. You probably have a lot of probably. Oh, no. not at all. There's so many Michael Booths that are also doing things creatively too. Uh, that I come to find out by searching the internet that I am uh, ranking my trying to like not actually compare myself to the other Michael Booths in the world and evaluate my oh god success based on them. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> Shows, shows coming up. I'm gonna do uh, Vinny's. This is a show in Concord. Uh, Mean Dave mm. hosts. I think Sean Boyles is gonna guest host it. That's June 21st. Oh, nice. Um, I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna do Prompt Night again on June 10th. Is the next one. Okay. So that's the one. Uh, and that's that's on that's virtual, right? That's, that's virtual. That's Thursday nights okay. at eight. That's virtual. Prompt Night Comedy on Instagram. You can catch that. <laughs> So what I do on that one is, so it's a riffing show. You have these prompts and they sh- uh, the hosts give you the prompts like on the slideshow, they share their screen and you see the prompt and you try and riff off it. Okay. And so I just channel my, my improv side. And so I turn it, I have this story I'm going to tell. And then I just uh, uh, have a character I do and a story. And then I'm like, and where's the next step? And then I'll, I'll point and I'll do a, st- and they'll do the next prompt. So I did one as a detective and it's like, okay, and what was the murder weapon? And I do a, you know, point for a prompt and up comes dildo or something god awful. <laughs> and I just have to like make it all fit. And it just. Oh, nice. And so you just sort of keep that going for 12 minutes of just madness. That's interesting. You're like putting yourself into like a full like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like, uh, just, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So in, in late January, I did one when the. Uh, so this is after January 6th. There was supposed to be some follow-up, more Trump protests, and that second wave fizzled. And so my character was like the one guy who shows up at the Trump <laughs> protest. I mean, the like second it was, wave, the reinforcement. Yeah, the second wave reinforcement all by myself. I've got a pic- <laughs> my virtual background's a picture of some state capital, and I just kind of just <laughs> I just ran for ten minutes. That's hilarious. It was. <laughs> It's a pretty. Guys, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty small show. It's like not a huge audience, but I get I get a few friends to show up, and and then the rest are like the other comics who are there. And yeah, yeah, it's just cool to do something cool. really uh, wildly different. I usually try if I see a show, I'll try like what? How can I take a different angle at it? Because there's enough comics out there. Like I'm not gonna try and outdo everybody at the most mainstream way to do this. I'm gonna. Find a different so you're thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box. It's a crowded box. It's a very crowded box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
dude, that's hell yeah. And then you're going to be coming out in July, I think, right? I think we're right. Or June, July. I don't July, know. July. Yeah, July. I think. Let me double check. Let me look. Make sure. Because I, I, it was uh, so funny. I was talking to me. Yes, you're July, July 24th at the XL. You'll see Darren alongside everybody else. And it'll be exciting. It's Darren's first time coming down to Salinas. So. Yeah, that'll be. It'll be cool. Looking forward to that. So it looks like from the shots and stuff, it looks like a pretty hopping show. So. Yeah, we we're doing it in the beer garden right now because of you know social stuff still. But uh, it's it's been pretty fun, like pretty fun so far. What we've had um, in the in the beer garden, like the the crowd that can fit out there uh, is is really enjoying it. And also, we've kind of developed. It's pretty funny. We've developed this like side area. There's like a cross street outside the beer garden we've developed this little like crowd that kind of gathers oh yeah you were telling me about uh, that like yeah 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 it's, we got like, kind of like at um, hanging. the giants ballpark it's those people who are standing outside and looking through the outfield fence like you can oh, yeah. watch the game but or they're in the, the boats game. yeah the boats, in the boats yeah. The, yeah waiting for the home runs yeah it's like <laughs> yeah it's like the, the audience members i respect are the ones that are crashing the place this is good yeah, because they're, I mean, they're listening. If, if you're standing there, if you're just, if you're not listening and you're standing and you're just standing there staring, I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> they're like, you know, they're, they're listening. That would happen at the, um, at the mountain brewery sometimes, uh, Harag show over in Santa Cruz. Oh, there's yeah. like a, there's like a, uh, like a same thing, like a street behind and there would be just a crowd kind of forming outside the little patio space. Oh yeah. Yeah. People just uh, hanging out at the edge of the parking lot. Yeah, I never had a mm-hmm. chance to do that one. I was getting close to it was, that, and then it was really, um, it was like college kids a lot. The audience yeah. was like younger, and it was uh, like that was the. I think it was because it was the cheap beer night as well. So it was oh, just kind of like yeah. a lot of drunk college. Yeah, kids, I showed up, but I showed it up once and, and watched some people go up. But, um, oh, nice! But I didn't get a chance to go up, but yeah. It's, it is cool with the patio and that staircase that goes up. It kind of makes a room out of that part of the brewery. That mm-hmm. Yeah, when they close it off and it's kind of like uh, during... I, I, I went when it was a little colder, I think, like in the kind of like late fall or winter time. And so they had like these... I think they kind of dropped down like the... I think they had like plastic or something that they were kind of putting to like make that little area heated. And so it was a little more intimate. We it was still it's still like the same thing. Yeah, it was awesome and fun. I love it but, when they drop uh, down the plastic to make it more intimate and romantic. Yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Need some Nothing tarp. like dropping some plastic. Dude. Drop it. Just drop some plastic, dudes. Drop the tarps. Yeah. We're gonna make this place look classy. <laughs> this is high class comedy we're doing. Yeah. Where's the Where's the plastic? Where's the plastic? We can't get going without the plastic, okay? I can't do a decent show without a tarp. <laughs> Which is true at, like, Bocce Cellar. You need a tarp in the back. Like, <laughs> otherwise, fucking... <laughs> it's going to rain on you. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Um, this has been fun, dude. I appreciate yeah. you doing this. I'm sorry about the other day when we were trying to right, all right. do it in the parking lot. But uh, awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, 
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>